the year is 2022. The year where boys become men. Except for us. We're going to stay the exact same. <laughs> Will and I, welcome back. I th- no, we're not going to stay the exact same. We're growing up. We learn it in It Takes Two. That when we work together, we can be better forever. Yeah, but <laughs> at the oh no, that'll go into spoilers. But look, and we we know. I think we're divorce proof. Will now, to be honest, divorced. Yeah, we are div- <laughs> divorce proof. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, if we had a kid together, mm. we would certainly figure out all of our problems. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I'm just going to be have wishful thinking for the rest of the 2022. Who knows what will have in store for us, Will? <laughs> uh, so, welcome back uh, to the Rumble Pack podcast. Uh, our second year um, on the show. Yeah, and second year. Uh, we've had a couple of weeks to sort of refresh, refresh and uh, revitalize ourselves mm-hmm. because the amount of work we were putting in was unfathomable. Yeah, it to was. The mortal. It was becoming too much. It was. We had to step aside. Yeah, we had. Eye bags down to it. We had to see our lines. families once again. Yeah, we did. Mm. We did. We were, we were called from near and far. Yeah, to to attend the the holy family events, yeah. and uh, we ate a lot. Of, we ate a lot. We did eat a lot. We saw each other a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Went to the beach. Went to the body beach. surfed a little bit. We did. We did had, that. Had mad races. Yep. We swam the, in the river. Swam in the river. Yep. Yep. Down at the lovely Bowen Heads. <laughs> yeah, and we played. Uh, What's that game we played? Uh, throw Throw Burrito. Yeah. And also Code Names. Uh, code Names was so fun. prepare for bonus episodes on the, the great <laughs> board games prepare we Prepare for the Rumble Packs <laughs> board game hour. <laughs> yeah. So, no, it was, a, it was a lovely break and we hope everyone else had a, um, a really nice break as well. Obviously, mm-hmm. things are getting a bit hairy again, but nonetheless, everyone deserved a good break. So, yeah. I hope you all, you all got it and spent some good time with your families. Got some great presents for a start because- Speaking of becoming men, one thing I hope that manhood doesn't involve is the loss of receiving presents. In a way, I think it does. Well, fatherhood, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe not specifically manhood. Yeah, yeah. But fatherhood will definitely result in the loss of presents. Yeah, that's why they made Father's Day. Probably, it would yeah. have been created by fathers. Yeah, to have, make their own Christmas. Yeah, stop forgetting about it. <laughs> so, well, let's hope let's hope we never become parents ever. Yeah. It Despite was, what we just said about what we hope to have together, I'm happy to get divorced now. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll do that after the episode. Yeah. It was nice to have a bit of time off, but I don't know about you, but I feel like I always, I'm always sort of thinking a little bit about the podcast mm. and, you know, what's going to happen in 2022. Mm. And it's not our one, it's not technically our one year anniversary yet no. of the show, but it's our second year in real time of doing the podcast. And we're really excited to get back into it and, Go bang with a bunch of great episodes this year. Mm. Try new things. Maybe, I don't know, what we're going to do. It's going to be great. Yeah. And we always, it is actually after what, nine months or so of training Mm. for the podcast, of course. Uh, Rigorous, intense training. (laughs) Yeah. We have the strongest jaws. Oh, yeah. 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 We just talk. Mm. And we we went and saw uh, The Kingsman the other night. Uh, And I said to you, the whole time I was watching the movie, I was like, hmm. What would I? What are my thoughts? I was trying to gather my thoughts as if I was preparing for the podcast, <laughs> yeah. and we hadn't even committed to doing a bonus on it or anything. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there going, like, uh, uh, going, just, just stop thinking about it for a minute. But at the same time, I'm glad <laughs> that I guess the uh, the sort of content we have on the podcast doesn't make 
too critical for us to it doesn't it doesn't put us down the the rabbit hole of being too analytical or anything no because we i guess talking about characters and things it's mostly based on the feeling of the game mm-hmm. rather than breaking down every single bit and uh yeah, you know, overanalyzing the gameplay or anything like that. So yeah, we do we do get to stay relatively light minded, um, but we do still think a bit critically, I suppose. I certainly wouldn't call any of our episodes a review. No, like a proper review. I would never take it as a oh they didn't like this game or they love this game or you know that, oh they I think they gave it like an eight. Sound like an eight? Mm. Never like that. Well, it's always just uh, how the game makes makes us feel when we play it. That's mm. the main. The main purpose of what we talk about, yeah, and but we can we can always go dive into the Rumble Pack podcast more when we do an episode on the Rumble Pack podcast <laughs> yeah. to decide dissect the characters involved. <laughs> uh, uh, but we, we we don't have to do that right here. Yeah, right now. well, we're only in Act Two. Mm. We've got to have at least three acts before we can dissect <laughs> dissect the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe it's a broken podcast. It just <laughs> it'll never finish. <laughs> well, what we wanted to do to start off the year was just talk about a few of our sort of what we're looking forward to in 2022 as far as the video game landscape goes, whether that's games we want to play that are new, some games we want to play that are old, um, and what we've been playing generally. We just want to have a casual talk to start off the year before we get into any serious uh, singular game episodes again. So, we wanted to start with what did I play over the holidays? And I want to start with you, Luke. Mm -hmm. What did you play over the holidays if you played anything at all? Yeah. Well, of course I played something mm. besides code names. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so main the main game that's probably new to to me is uh Battlefield 2042. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, I picked that up and when it was on a nice half price uh, one day sale uh, yep. at uh, JB Hi-Fi. Uh and I guess just with for uh, some initial thoughts it, it it is quite a hectic experience a bit too hectic almost for a battlefield game it's almost like it's getting a bit into the call of duty uh sort of realm of just uh like unrealistic shoot, shoot, shoot yeah just sort of shoot them up just relentless gun firing rather than um methodical approach yeah nothing tactical yeah not so much it's still there but it's just it's just stepping away from it a bit you're a bit of a headless chook running around yeah 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 that oh, i definitely am i <laughs> that's a per i i'm I was trying to think of the the perfect term to describe me playing that, and that is that. <laughs> I'm totally useless at the minute, yeah. but uh, and I haven't really because I haven't really tuned into the um, the specifics of all the widespread criticism that's been uh, almost killing the the success of the game, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know it was I know it was a bit bug riddled earlier, but um, but it's now a bit of a non-issue in that sense, uh, which is good. Which which is why I picked it up because I thought I know that they've released patches and. You sort of we do have to at some point tune out a lot of the negative feedback from gamers worldwide and just try to experience it for yourself. So I thought mm-hmm. it would, and yeah, and yeah, in terms of in terms of bugs and everything, it's actually okay. Um, and the game, so it's just left up to the gameplay. Like you know, that's the main crux of it now. So you don't have to worry about the game breaking while you're doing it. So um, so I and mean, I guess for a game like Battlefield, any sort of uh, online shooter, the gameplay should be where it's. Um, won or lost yeah as opposed to the the bugs pretty much or anything like that so mm-hmm. so i'm glad it's at least at that level where it's just a you can judge the game based on how it feels and how it plays yeah uh i think i mean i i had a game of it at your house a couple of weeks ago just to try it out and i had an absolutely terrible time mm. and it wasn't because of the game 
Is because you have a setting toggled where you have to hold in the left stick the whole time while you sprint. You can't just click it and run. You got to hold it in all the way in and run. Yeah. So my battlefield experience started and ended in one game. Well, because of you. Well, yeah, I didn't even know it was a thing that people just clicked it. I thought that was the I thought that was the easy way out. So I just I've never done it. And then you said like, yeah, of course you click it. And I was like, oh, well, go me for being unique. No wonder you run around like a headless chook. Yeah, I keep letting go accidentally the click and I keep slowing up. <laughs> you can't across stay the sprinting. <laughs> <laughs> I end up just stopping in the middle of the desert, sticking out like anything, and so everyone just picks me off. Um, so I, I do wish that there was a bit more variety in the maps, and I know that'll come um, over time because, as we know with Halo as well, they basically just they commit to however many maps that eventually will come out, and then they just release with a handful. Mm-hmm. It's really annoying yeah. modern trope. Mm. I did read that they recently removed the rush mode. Yes. There's only two modes. Isn't that bad? Don't people like that one? Yeah. Well, there's a mode called breakthrough, which is basically the same. So, rush is almost like it came- I think it- I don't know if it came in in Battlefield 1, but that's the first time I'd played it. Uh, We played it. uh, Where it's broken down to segments and you've got to push forward and win the next section and then push the opposition back. And it's whoever pushes the opposition all the way to the other end of the map Mm -hmm. who wins. And it was really fun, especially World War One, uh, Battlefield One, because yeah, it was, was World a good War One. Yeah, because it felt like World War One, where it's trench warfare. It's all about pushing back and forth. So it worked really well. But now they've got this mode called Breakthrough, which is basically exactly the same, but with multiple sectors within a sector, like subsectors almost. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's a bit bizarre. What how they they still have rush. They still have rush in the custom games mode, so you can still make a rush game, but they've got Breakthrough as well. Right. I think they've just got to make a commitment to go for one or the other. Okay. And what's the point of? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't get. I don't really get the all the difference between all these little game modes. Like some people would, but I'm sure there's a better explanation for it. But they, to me, they just seem like the same thing at the same time. Well, why would they even try and rename things? it? I don't know. That's probably why people are annoyed that they got rid of it when they didn't. Probably didn't. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably just called something else. Anyway, it, it, it basically is like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Just following on from the, the basically the beauty and balance of all the maps in Battlefield 4, 1, and 5. Uh, they were all um, um, great maps, so hopefully it gets to that level again because it's just it's too many open spaces. You can't really just, yeah, work your way around through a map or push forward. You just literally have to end up sprinting into no man's land all the time. Mm. And uh, and I, I suck at it, so... Uh, but um, but I am I am still glad that it offers a different experience to Battlefield One and Five because they're World War One and World War Two settings. So you can actually still play um, the three of them and still be satisfied if you wanted to. Uh, so it's not like oh no, I don't like Battlefield Twenty Forty Two. So because Battlefield Five's better, it's like you could actually love both of them and play them both and get totally different experiences, which is really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I was also playing uh, Crash. Bandicoot 4. I feel like... About time. I feel like every time I've, we've talked about this on the podcast, it's like, well, you know, I'm playing Crash 4. It's just going to be forever. You'll always be playing Crash 4. Well, it is going to be forever now. Also, speaking of Crash Bandicoot, <laughs> I don't know if you saw the name change for our friend Daniel in the in our uh, group chat last night, but <laughs> we were playing Halo last night and he accidentally said, Bash Crandicoot. You're kidding. <laughs> That's amazing. So I hope he listens to this because I wanted to call him out. Yeah. Nice one, Dano. 
Right. <laughs> Bash cranny yeah. How does that even happen? I don't know. That's something we'd do. Yeah. And we, we're not even that talented in the illiterate department to do it. <laughs> but yeah, you got like one, two levels left of Crash, yeah? I do. So yeah. I'm up to the second last level, guys, everyone. Yeah, I'm getting there. And I ran out of lives on the second last level, which means I had to restart the level. And when I restart it, they give you four lives. Mm. And uh, spoiler alert, I needed 30 lives. I started the first time that level with 30 lives and now I'm expected to do it with four. <laughs> and it's um, I've given up on trying to get every box. I, I just yeah. do the boxes to get the, um, to get the Wumpa fruit to get lives. Yep. That's my only drive. Yep. And uh, <laughs> it's just so, it's such a, it's so hard. Like some of the sequences are just, uh, they're so punishing, especially when you, there's a, you know, like a moving platform. Uh, the, the moving platform parts are always the hardest. You know, there's a moving platform and you have to use the anti, the mask that flips gravity. So you've got to jump off a platform, flip the gravity so you're flying upwards, and then flip it before you fly into the laser. And then land on the platform again as it's passing through the laser below, and you've just got to do it like in such quick sequence. Mm. And every time I'll I'll do something like that, I'll nail it, and then I'll accidentally miss the simple platform at the end of it and have to go back to the checkpoint. No, oh, that game is ruthless. It is ruthless. Mm. It's and I still stand by loving it for for being uh, the best crash game, core cool crash game um, I've played. Uh, but it's just like oh, so much swearing. So much swearing. <laughs> <laughs> well, this year will be the year. This will be the year. Hmm. Hopefully, it's the month. I, I mean, seriously. <laughs> now, I'll give you. A, I'll give you to July, eh? <laughs> Mate, a damn child would be able to beat this quicker than I could. We'll talk about it at next free for all, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, also Hitman Three, and now this is um, because the game is so. It's now ripe for this these repeat replays, which the game is basically made for, because um, you go back and try to perfect all the hits and try out different things. So uh, that's um, always fun and uh, hoping to at least give the each level one or two extra playthroughs just to see what I can do. Just have a, because there's always hidden secrets in there and random opportunities you don't, they don't tell you about and you just find them and just, yeah, it's just really cool. So mm-hmm. um, um, yeah, because all Hitman games really, they just age like fine wines because you just, the more you play them, the better you feel because you just end up being like the best assassin ever. And you can pretty much play Hitman 1 and 2 in Hitman 3 now too. Yeah, you can. I think it comes with, I think games 1 and 2 come with number 3 in like you only have to pay like an extra 20 bucks sort of thing yeah. like for a better edition. Um, That's pretty cool actually. It is. Uh, it's if, if anyone wants a really great strategy game, really unique and haven't played the Hitman series, give it a go. It makes you, um, it's that whole Batman effect. You feel like a total badass from the start. But more so, you might, you might stuff things up but the whole point of it is you you go back to your save point and try again and you just keep trying again until you nail that perfect feeling almost. Mm-hmm. And it's it's uh, really satisfying, really rewarding. Nice. Uh, and then otherwise, I'm slowly hunting my first platinum in uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales because um, yeah, yeah. after all that hype of watching No, Ma- uh, no Way Home, um, which we will do a bonus on, of course, Spider-Man No Way Home, um, I needed to uh, yeah get back into... Miles Morales because I'd been looking for an excuse for a while because mm. those uh, coupled with the Spider-Man for PS4 game um, with especially with Spider-Man 2 coming out I think next year the there's just never been a better Spider-Man simulator ever like they're they are incredible games yeah they are pretty great yeah just just a blast 
Uh, they feel so good. I, I don't. I don't feel the same connection with Miles as I do with Peter because obviously Miles Morales is like the no. secondary uh, Spider-Man. That'd be a really great character. Like, uh, you know, he's he's the star of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and the sequel that's coming out soon. Mm-hmm. And it's great, great character. But at the same time, if I'm wanting um, a really core Spider-Man experience, I want to be Peter Parker all the way. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a great game, Miles mm. Morales. Like I loved it mm. when I played it, but it it doesn't. It just doesn't hit home like the Peter Parker version does. No. And that's also because the Peter Parker version features many of his best villains as well. Mm. And the villain in Miles Morales is a bit underwhelming and yeah, I don't know. So, it's a great game though. I love how you really feel the weight of Spider-Man when you swing. Like we'll talk about it one day when we do proper episodes on it, but yeah. I just thought of that then. Yeah, you, really f- great. you really feel the weight coming off the web. Oh. It's awesome. And you and he interacts with every object differently as you're swinging or, yeah. or platforming around. It's really cool. Uh, so, what did you play on your holidays? Uh, I played a few games on the holidays, but I only really dabbled in games. Uh, I played Grindstone a fair bit, which I think I've brought up a little bit before. But uh, I don't know. I just can't get enough of of Grindstone. It's uh, such an interesting puzzle game with a really fun art style. The levels are quite challenging. And the soundtrack bops. Yeah. Let me tell you. And it sounds actually so good through like proper sound system, soundbar and all that stuff. Because I originally played it on my phone, but I couldn't play it anymore because it's part of the Apple Arcade subscription and I don't want to pay for that. So, I bought it on Switch and um, I, I'm glad I did because playing a big puzzle game like that on the TV is actually really satisfying. You wouldn't think so, but I really like it. Mm. Um, I played a bit of Guardians of the Galaxy, which I'm sort of plotting through. <laughs> I've done about, I don't know, four four or five chapters. And I've talked to you about it a little bit, where I stand on it right now. It's, you know, it's it's enjoyable enough. Yeah. I think. Uh, I don't know really how to, really how to, where I stand on it right now. Because the dialogue is so fantastic, but the combat and traversal is mainly just so boring, to be completely honest. Yeah, and I f- and I feel like from your how you feel playing the game that it's almost like because we love Guardians of the Galaxy so much, and obviously that great character um, writing and development and everything's mm. in there still from like similar to the movies. Yeah, but you almost you almost want to will will want to will the game across the line rather than doing it itself in that sort of way. Like when mm. you when, when you're disappointed by gameplay, but you love the characters and you love the series, you're like, oh, just please be, maybe it'll get better. It'll, yeah. You can do it. And you, <laughs> you, and you just want it, you want it to be better than it actually is. Yeah. Which, which is hard because you, um, because you don't want to just write something off purely on when, you know, there's so much great writing in it. But No, uh, I don't. I don't. But as I said to you the other day, when you're walking through the levels and then, I can almost see in the distance where there's an open field where I just know enemies are going to drop down. I'm going to have to do mm. some sort of fight scenario and I'm just like r- ruining going over there and it's the only way to go. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, got to do some stupid four or five minute fight against these whatever creatures. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a kind of a bummer but I, I haven't given up yet and I mean, maybe it'll turn around and be the best game ever. Yeah. Who knows? Well, I guess luckily if we reviewed it on this show, we get to just focus on the characters anyway, so we wouldn't have to worry about the game. Oh, for sure. Then. Yeah. We'll, de- well, yeah, we'll definitely bring it up, but the uh, don't get me wrong, the character um, dialogue in that game is very fun and even 
uh, you know, I've only played four or five chapters and I think there's probably like 18 or something. So, I'm not even nowhere near halfway. It's very flark and, and fun. It will, oh, they say flark a lot, for God's sake. <laughs> I would probably tone that back if, if I had to, <laughs> if, if I could ask them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, decent enough for now. Uh, very recently had a small return to Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, just going to build some really good armor sets and uh, and weapon sets for the new expansion that launches in winter. I think because mm-hmm. um, some of the guys play that. So, that's that's fun. And I also finished the gunk, um, properly finished off the gunk. And I really did enjoy that a lot. It's very, re- it was very relaxing uh, and it felt good to play something a little bit different that also featured a little, featured, no, not a little, featured little combat. Yeah. It was just, it was a breath of fresh air to play something where the combat wasn't at the forefront. It was really just about the exploration and I, I don't know I like that because it was such the game looked nice especially when you actually got rid of all the gunk and the area turns into a sort of green friendly nice area I don't know the right word but it's like it's all Lush. dark and red with the gunk on there when you get rid of the gunk it sort of magically turns into a green wonderland and it it just looks beautiful mm. it's really really nice yeah they're, they're almost uh, they're almost um, remedial games yeah just total unwinding. Yeah. No thought to it and just rewarded by beautiful um, environments, which these these sort of games, these small games are getting so good at. Yeah. They, they just nail green. Oh, Everything yeah. green and blue just looks good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a shame about some of the some of the dialogue, especially towards the end of the game with um, the main character's sort of friend that was like a co, co-ship worker or whatever. Um, she got pretty annoying towards the end. But other than that, it was a nice short affair. Yeah. Yeah, which uh, on Xbox Game Pass, have a go at if you have an Xbox. It only took like four hours, pretty much four hours on the dot. So, mm. go and have a go at that. Yeah, that's pretty much all I played over the holidays. It's all about what's coming in 2022 at this point. Yeah. So, why don't we get stuck into that? What are some games you're looking forward to in 2022? Well, I've got to say for the, from the start, that it almost seems like the games industry is reawakening after a really long slumber. Well, it is because a, a lot of the games, and I'd say, I don't, like, I don't know what games you're talking about, but I'd say a few of the games that I think you're going to say, they were slated for 2021 originally. Mm. It's just there's so much pushback and it's all going to explode on 2022. Yeah. It, that's, <laughs> it's actually scary. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> and very exciting. It's exciting. It's definitely exciting. I reckon we're going to play a very different lineup of games this year, you and mm. I. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Uh, so, obviously, God of War Ragnarok is my number one most anticipated game. Mm. Cannot wait. And that's obviously something we're both going to play. <laughs> of course. Of I mean, course. unless you just want me to play it, that's fine. You can play it on behalf of the Rumble Pack. I'll <laughs> see this one out. <laughs> you can just watch. I can, you can watch the stream. Uh, also, Hogwarts Legacy. And uh, it's actually would have been really cool if they could have lined it up with the release of the Return to Hogwarts mm. 20th anniversary somehow. They might uh, line it up with the uh, Secrets of Dumbledore movie yeah maybe potentially maybe fantastic mm. beast fine print <laughs> uh i think the i did see recently that hogwarts hogwarts <laughs> may look closer look closer at the hogwarts legacy logo just on the top left <laughs> It'll fantastic say fantastic beast. <laughs> <laughs> it's smaller and smaller with every release yeah, yeah. uh so hogwarts legacy i did hear a 
recent, I don't know if it was news or rumor or what, but they were um, saying that anyone who wants to become play a dark wizard in this RPG basically basically can just kill and everything. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really, really keen to see that. Uh, and I did say to you as well, I'd, I'd, I hope that this, you know, in trying to basically be your own wizard and go through Hogwarts, you know, like full education, you know, full and role playing game, hmm. I do hope that there is some good breathing space, like just to just to play in your own world or server. Or, no, if it's not a server, or I don't know how it's going to be set up, but because I I don't like the uh, the thought of say it's a like a Destiny style game where you like going through this really cool, um, you know, you're going through Hogwarts uh, and you're just walking around, and suddenly you just see someone just jumping all their way along the, the hallway <laughs> just to break just to break that mood, which yeah. I've wanted for so long to be this thing. I'm just going to see some idiot just jumping just around imagine. into walls. I know. I know. I'm, I could just I could see it happening yeah. and it won't ruin the game, but I'm just saying, please just give me some private time with Hogwarts for yeah. a bit. They would plan it to be so uh, mesmerising, you know, other players walking down the halls or the flying candles. a broomstick by or something. Floating candles in the Great Hall. Yeah, and then it would just, no one would take it seriously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it would literally be to speak to people teabagging around the Great Hall. <laughs> yeah. um, Is it actually meant to be a multiplayer experience? Do we even know? I, I, I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was, but I don't know. There's a lot of mystery still about it, which is good. Yeah. Uh, so, I might play... Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Dawn of Ragnarok, uh, as well. Just while you can't double up on Ragnarok in one year, that's chaos. <laughs> it is chaos because I'm actually that, w- that will bring Ragnarok because I'm actually reading about Ragnarok right now. <laughs> uh, because yeah, I'm you're the problem. Hey, you're the problem. Yeah, I am. I'm I'm currently reading um, Neil Gaiman's Norse mythology, um, which is actually a really super easy novelization of the Norse myths. Uh, so I'm totally on that hype train right now for all the Ragnaroking, <laughs> um, because the yeah the Valhalla extension um, expansion pack I think it's going to be like twenty to forty hours, which is a bit much in my eyes for a for a uh, DLC. But it's totally focusing on the mythological side where you're playing as Odin and all this sort of stuff, which was a really neat addition to the uh, almost a side it was a side quest to the main game. Uh, yeah, it's because I think I've mentioned before, same with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, and Origins was the same. They do a really, they they want to tap into like all these ancient um, religions of their settings, basically. And you know, obviously um, Valhalla's all Vikings. It's all these Norse beliefs. But they give a really, they find a really good way just to make all of these epic mythological side quests uh, optional. Like, say, if someone just wanted a grounded, a realistic experience or you know, historical experience, they can do that. But for people like me who love the myths, even though I found it a bit weird to be in these games to start with, uh, but now that I've played through all these uh, um, mythological storylines and everything in Odyssey and Valhalla, that's just it's just so cool. Just a cool little, just a nice little extra flavor that's fully fleshed out. So cool. Um, but yeah, I also received um, Stephen Fry's Mythos uh, Heroes and. Troy book series, <laughs> and <laughs> as well as uh, mythology tales of myths and monsters by Edith Hamilton. I got them all for Christmas, so um, <laughs> I think I'm going to be in a bit of a mythos mood for a while. Oh my! Yeah. So um, by the time good, God of War comes out, you might be burnt out. Yeah. Well, good luck grounding me in reality. <laughs> yes. I'm going to be. I'm going to be praising all sorts of things. <laughs> I'm going to be in incantations like uh, like uh, Rasputin in the Kingsman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, you know. That was so cool. I wonder how he did that. 
it's probably not real, but anyway. No, maybe. Um, probably did it off screen and then dub, dubbed it in or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really looking forward to Horizon Forbidden West. Haven't played the first game. Re- really looking forward. Super. As of, yeah, as of the last week, I'm actually really looking forward to it. Huge. Yeah. Well, it's now that when you, when you, Think, see a new game coming out and you haven't thought of it before. And then you go, oh, I'm actually really excited for that. It feels really good. Um, feels good to have unplanned passion. <laughs> uh, so also Elden Ring, of course. Uh, I'm going to play. Once I've played Bloodborne, I'll play it. You should play Bloodborne oh, first. Wait, I'm going to. Yeah. I'm going to. Um, <laughs> but because I'm, I'm just really keen to see. I'm keen to see how the law works in these Souls games because I haven't played one before. Um, keen to see because I know you've said it's really rich in you know it's like implied lore almost like you can just see what's going yeah. on read it if you want to and it very sort of very rarely tells you mm. it's it's all visual imagery and yeah. things it's cool yeah so I'm keen to see that storytelling side and then see what George R. R. Martin's influence in Elden Ring mm. brings to the series uh, but I mean it's going to be a very shallow sort of uh, entry to the series for me it's not like I'm going to understand the lore of the, everything every game but I'm no. really just really keen to see because I love George R. R. Martin, um, and I just yeah, I'm just keen to see how he can have an effect on a video game. Mm. Well, I think Elden Ring is um, it's not it's separate from the the other games and stuff. It's its own entity anyway, yeah. so you're yeah. not going to need to know like Dark Souls lore or anything like that. Yeah, okay, mm. okay. Same with Bloodborne; that's separate to the rest. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, also, just. Bit of a quick notes. Um, there is also Prince of Persia: Sands of Time remake. I love the original, so that might 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 happen for me. <laughs> Potentially the PS5 version of Cyberpunk 2077. Oh boy! <laughs> Mate, <is> it- <laughs> Every game you're saying is like a friggin' fifty hour plus ex- experience open world extravaganza. I know. <laughs> I know. I'll just. Uh, we might have to start doing these remotely. I don't think you're going to have a spare minute. You're going to have to be playing the entire year. Oh, I know. You're playing your sleep. But look, the Cyberpunk, <laughs> maybe not this year, but it's just taken so damn It's taken too long for this to get to the current gen when it was meant to be the biggest game ever. And the, I mean, God, like what, a year and a half later, it's finally yeah. coming out in the current gen. It's pathetic. I gave it a whirl a few months ago, borrowed it from a friend. And I played it for a few hours and it's just not going to happen for me. It's a dead world. It's just not happening. Yeah. The world is dead. You know? Yeah. It's really, it's bizarre. So, I'll, so I've given up. So, good luck to you. <laughs> I feel so bad for those developers who work their ass off. And, yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah. Mm. Uh, hey, there's Digimon Survive, a single player RPG. Mm-hmm. Digimon. It's got the original. I had uh, nice. Agumon and Kai, Tai, the main character from the first series. Yeah, okay. That's in it. So. Yeah, sweet. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> uh, get a bit of Kabu Terumon going. Um <laughs> And now just, and this is more just me educating you, Will, it's coming up that you might not have known about, but we've right. got like things like uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns and that's a- Oh, yeah, I turn, heard of it. Your turn-based strategy with all like the favorite Marvel heroes, quite mm. dark and creepy apparently. I heard about that, yeah. Um, <laughs> GTA Five is coming to its third generation, <laughs> but I don't think I'm going to have a triple dip. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but a quick, a little quick mini sub-burning question, Will. Yeah, okay. What's been more overdone, GTA Five or Skyrim? Um, In terms of re-releases and upgrades and <laughs> re-promotions. And- uh, I think GTA Five. Yeah. Just. Yeah, just. Just. I think Skyrim gets away, with, gets away with it because it has true expansion content that's, mm. that they've released over the years and it has so much um, community modding that Bethesda backs 
Right. And like even the new anniversary edition, it comes with a bunch of the best mods installed and all those other things. Okay. So it's it's technically getting it's there's new stuff still. I think GTA they're just beating a dead horse over and over and just just keep giving us money. GTA five yeah. is literally just it is literally all like hackers and modders. Yeah. I saw someone who uh they've got Franklin being Spider Man now. <laughs> like I'm not into GTA anyway, but I I couldn't imagine turning on Grand Theft Auto Five right now and <laughs> playing it online. Yeah, I just couldn't no, imagine it. No. Uh, so Bayonetta Three is coming out, but only on the mm. Switch. So yeah, well, um, so, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that's like I've never played the first two, but they were pretty widely lo- widely loved. Had a bit of a cult following. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that yep. it um, lives up to the the long wait for the fans of the first two. Yeah. So Bayonetta One was um, I think from on the PlayStation mm. originally. But then they, they didn't have funding to make a sequel and stuff. Nintendo, like, f- funded and owned it now for Bayonetta 2. It okay. released on the Wii U. Right. And then and now Bayonetta 3 is a, it's a Nintendo game now. Yeah, okay. Bayonetta's in Smash and all that. Yeah, I have seen her in Smash. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, also, most unfortunately, the um, this is something I would really, look, really would look forward to, but... The uh, the System Shock remake, um, which is a spiritual predecessor to Bioshock, is um, is actually just being released on PC exclusively. But ooh, but you are having a new PC built. Maybe it's worth a crack. Yeah, yeah, maybe because that's meant to be an, a great game. Yeah, we could maybe have a look at that together. Yeah, hmm. uh, and then just otherwise quickly things to note that I'm interested in but might not. Play. I might not have the time to play them, Will. Who knows? <laughs> if you're going to get um, through this list, I don't know, right? <laughs> um, this is already more than one a month. <laughs> I know. Um, the last two of note would be that The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt is, um, is being brought to PS5 yep. and Xbox Series X yep. slash S, um, which everybody can check out our episode on The Witcher 3 mm. Wild Hunt. Um, it's actually a fan favorite, that episode. Yeah. Really and what would, you, what would you do? Buy a PlayStation copy or something? You have an Xbox copy, but you only have an Xbox One. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I'm not going to buy it. Oh, but I'm okay. just—I was just saying, like, it's really cool. I would be interested if anyone hasn't played it. It's a great time to jump on because it's a really good game. But we've we've discussed many times. It's uh, it's really heavy to pick back up. There's mm. so much going no, on. No, I, I I just couldn't. It's draining. I, I may like very very low chance, like potential chance that I could maybe give it a go with the new um, upgrade mm. for maybe the, some of the DLC. Yeah. But blood I, and, I could never start the game again ever. No. I could never do it. No. And I've said we've got a, I've got a mate, a good mate, uh, Jack, and he's played it like 10 times. Yeah, that's crazy. It hurts. But it's the only game crazy. Played, I think so. Oh. Um, and yeah, and the Lord of the Rings Gollum is coming out too. Um, but uh, I don't yeah. think I won't play because I like the Shadow of Mordor games. I don't really need to play around as Gollum. Mm. But um, but anyway, they're all interesting releases that I think are positives for the yeah. gaming industry. If not, that's for tons. Me, if not for me, yeah. I didn't I didn't expect you to have that many. To be honest, uh, like a lot of those games I forgot about. Well, well, so I was like, oh wow, I didn't know about yeah. it until I saw the list of like the one hundred thousand games coming out this year. <laughs> so yeah, I I just want to mention before I go because uh, I thought I maybe thought you'd bring it up because I didn't. Uh, Gotham Knights is supposed to release this year, um, which I'm excited for, but I'm mainly excited for it because we'll get to play it together Yeah, uh, on co-op and potentially with one or two other people as well. Yeah, it should like be four. Like four people at once. So, it looks cool. Sort of, you know, Batman Arkham style and that'd be cool. 
and uh, and Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Uh, I'm, I don't know if I'm really there for it's that. Just because it's Rocksteady, like we. But want- yeah, that's the thing. It's yeah. like Rocksteady's making it. You have so much faith. Mm. It's like, oh, it's probably be great. Yeah, but then. I don't know. I think I'm just still so dead on Suicide Squad since that movie. <laughs> since Suicide yeah. Squad, the movie, I just can't. I can't take it seriously anymore. And the Suicide Squad, the most. I haven't recent, seen the new one. No, yeah. neither. But the most recent one apparently is a, just a really good movie. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. but we're but yeah, we're scarred. I just can't get into it now. No. Um. And <laughs> on, uh, Gotham Knights, it's going to be uh, a big a big battle. Of, for the ages, of the ages, for who gets to play as Nightwing. <laughs> well, we talked about this the other <laughs> week and I said, I'm Nightwing. And you went, aww. Because <laughs> <laughs> what is it? So, it's, there's Nightwing, Batgirl, Robin. And uh, Red Hood. And Red Hood. Yeah. That's fine. It, I don't really care if, if I'm not Nightwing. I just don't want to be Red Hood, <laughs> to be honest. I'm yeah. happy to be either. Uh, any, any of the rest. Yeah. But well, Nightwing is the obvious choice, yeah, yeah, the cool sure. choice. I'd say we flip on it. I wonder if it's the red red accent or the blue on his- cause he's On Nightwing? Yeah. Uh, it was blue. Okay, cool. Pretty sure. Because the red looks sick too. Well, they got red hood. Just a dab. So, they wouldn't do red and red, I don't think. Yeah. And Robin's also got some red. Yeah. So, the blue makes him stand out a bit more, probably. Yeah. We can Maybe we can arm wrestle for it. Oh, I'll yeah. kick your ass in that easy. I'm down for that. Yep, yeah. Totally. <laughs> All right. Well, some games I'm looking forward to 2022. Pretty much none of them you brought up, which is nice. Uh, so, the first one's Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp, which uh, I've wanted to play the series of Advance Wars for a really long time. It's just that I never had them on the Game Boy Advance back in the, the 2000s. And they uh, they remade both and they put them into a pack on Switch and the art and everything looks just great in this new new uh, remake. It was meant to come out in December, got delayed till April. So, I'm looking forward uh, to that. But I, it was funny, I actually bought Advance Wars for the GBA on my Wii U last year, but eight bucks or something. I was like, I'm going to give it a go, you know. Mm. And <laughs> I bought it and I hadn't started yet. I think about a week later, they... Did the did a Nintendo Direct uh, for E3 and they announced the Advance Wars remake. So I think I willed it into existence literally yeah. by purchasing it on the Wii U. Probably the only person that bought anything on the Wii U in the last five years. Hey, if anyone's going to will it into existence, it's probably Will from Rumble Pack. No. So the next one is Destiny Two: The Witch Queen, which I will say, like I am. I wouldn't so much say I'm looking forward to the expansion specifically. It's more that I always love having a reason to jump back into Destiny for a bit and just give it a give it a go because it's sort of a hard it's a hard kind of game to jump in and out of without real motivation because there's always so much moving parts and you really have to lock yourself in and keep playing it to be up to date and keep keep at the right level and all this stuff. Yeah, and that, I, I guess it's uh, for me where I encounter those sort of problems is. Yeah, when there's a game that's all about scoring and you, the only reason to go in, you know, say it's Destiny, for example, there's a hundred different things going on. It keeps evolving. You know that they're planning to basically never let the thing end. Mm. So, when you're coming in, um, you you do need that sort of, not, not an emotional hook, but like something where you go, oh, this is going to be really fun to do this. Or uh, for me recently, for example, it's Rocket League playing ranked randomly. So, yeah. I'm like, keep going up. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I have something to go towards. Whereas if I was just doing it just for the sake of, playing i'd be like mind numb 
Hey, yeah. But but something like Destiny 2 where it's getting so big, you, you just uh, you do need a very specific point to focus on mm. because you just know that the point of the game is for you to get lost in 100,000 things, not one. <laughs> yeah. So it's just yeah. it's um it can be uh, and Witcher 3, same sort of thing. It's just intimidating to get back into because you're like, well, where do I start? They didn't want to make this easy for me. They wanted <laughs> me to actually just almost like die from dedication to this game. Yeah. So it's Destiny's a really hard one to jump back into randomly because you just don't know where anything stands anymore. So I think the good time to jump back in is with the, another expansion because it'll streamline it again. You can just focus on that new story content and it'll also bring new uh, new weapons Strikes, raids, more. I think they're even bringing back Mars, one of the planets, um, as a new exploration area. So, you know, there'll be plenty of new stuff to just jump into. It's only real downfall is that it launches right next to my next game, which will definitely override it instantly, and that is Elden Ring. <laughs> I think it launches mm. three days before Elden Ring. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so, I don't think I'll be getting to it on the launch day anyway. No. I might get, we might get to it later. Uh, Elden Ring, yeah. It sort of looks like it's bringing together all the best moving parts of all of the Souls-like games, like Dark Souls, Demon Souls, Bloodborne, even Sekiro, some of the more fast-paced combat from Sekiro. It looks like it's in this game. Um, they're just making an absolutely epic open world uh, version of these games with some, it looks like just some wonderful visual storytelling and world building, which, yeah, as you mentioned, sort of helped uh, by George R. R. Martin, who we already love from Game of Thrones. So, it's just going to be awesome. What's not to love? Yeah. You know? And that's, yeah, and I'm, I'm excited and I didn't, I'm not sure the level of open worldness about it compared to the other it's games. of way, way more open. Yeah, the other the other games areas. aren't ex- like I wouldn't even really call them open world like mini sandboxes almost. Yeah, they're yeah. like they're very technically like you know you play something like Bloodborne, you you go from the very start of the game to the very end of the game through, like you don't cut away and load somewhere else. Like the whole game, you can once you've opened up the whole world, you can run from one point of the game to the other end technically. Okay, but it's not a um, it's not so much a gigantic valley where you go here and look at that you know but outer rings huge like there's horses and things you got to ride across the valleys and all this stuff so yeah cool yeah, it just looks it looks so good there's a few guys in our circle that are really keen to get into Elden ring we all like these kind of games and you can play um these games i think three or four player co-op slay all the bosses so it's gonna be so fun mm, that'd be yeah, awesome cool uh so i'm looking forward to sea of stars it's a turn-based RPG that is very much inspired by some of the classic RPGs like Chrono Trigger. Um, and it was announced in the recent Nintendo Indie World presentation. It's uh, made by the same team that made a the, the Messenger, which is a sort of ninja, um, ninja Garden-inspired 2D platformer that's uh, meant to be really good. I haven't played it, but it's got really high praise. So, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to playing Sea of Stars. Um, Shovel Knight Dig. because of course Shovel Knight has to have a digging game yeah that's why wouldn't he Uh, I already love Shovel Knight and uh, I love digging games so when I heard about Shovel Knight Dig you can probably imagine I was very keen to find out more and it's a it just looks like a total romp it's like you you do a lot of tunneling down and sideways and then a lot of side platforming like the normal Shovel Knight but there's lots of digging involved and all this different stuff 
Um, it just looks really fun. There's also Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon that came out just at the tail end of last year that's a puzzle platformer um, that I'm keen to try as well. So, probably play two Shovel Knight games this year. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, we've got Somerville, which is a game from a new studio called Jump Ship. Uh, which is from one of the ex-heads of Playdead who made uh, Inside and Limbo. The the two guys that uh, like co-created Playdead got in like a they had like a huge argument and they split. Oh. And uh, they've they're both making games with different studios. So this one's called Jump Ship and uh, the game's called Somerville and it just looks really really interesting. They should have played it ta- uh, it takes two. They should have. Mm. It might still bring them back. Yeah. It could. True. It could. <laughs> it's got a. It's a similar style game to like Inside and Limbo, sort of a platformer and sort of a puzzle experience, but it's got a real sci-fi element to it, and it's. I think the visuals are probably the best of any of these games so far. It looks really, really good, so I'm, I'm keen to try it out. Let's take one moment <clears throat> to on the podcast. Shout out to Limbo for everything it has done to platformers since, side-scrollers, to mm. side-scrollers. Because I think that, well, was that like 2012-ish? Yeah, probably. When that came out and it was just a really simple simple game that had, oh, like, you know, it was all metaphorical about this boy's journey and, you know, didn't realise he was in Limbo, but Limbo was just trying to find his way through the thing. It's all shadows. Mm. And that was the, I don't know, I even think, yeah, games like Ori probably might not exist without Limbo, but we always forget about it because it was um because there's so many games that are just as good now, like yep. a bit longer and bigger. Um, yeah, and Limbo started. I don't know, so many games wouldn't exist without um, Limbo. So um, on your Limbo. <laughs> well, one thing I think Limbo did for the gaming world was really show that you can make a 2D game where you have visual elements on different planes. Mm. They have, there's a lot of background imagery, foreground imagery while you're moving. And yeah. I think that was one of the first instances of that that did it really well. So I think that that was definitely an inspiration for and many they games. Move it, they move it like different cutouts. It's, like, it's almost like a pop-up book mm. if you look, think of moving past that. And then as you move past one, you can see further onto the second layer and third layer rather than yeah. just all being a static image. Really, uh, and that's where that's where Ori was so beautiful. So it's... Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, just uh, I think I don't know. If we've mentioned Limbo before, so no, probably not. I mean, if you if you feel that way about Limbo, then you uh, should definitely try Inside. Yeah, I would like because that's even that's leagues better. I think. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool. Uh, now, this is my most played game of 2022. Already. Yeah. <laughs> it will be. Splatoon is back, baby. <laughs> Splatoon three. Is coming out and quite simply it is going to kick ass. Uh, it's following on from Splatoon 2, which ended in a community uh, a community win for Chaos, which sort of shaped the ne- the theme of the next game, sending us to the dry and deadly Splatlands. Yes. Is there a story? Yeah, of course. Single player story? Yeah. Oh, that was on multiplayer. No, it's a single player story. Oh, wow. It was a whole single player expansion that was oh, great. Oh, my goodness. It's awesome. And the- so, what they do in Splatoon is they have these Splatfests, which are um, sort of community weekend once a month type things where you pick a side and you battle out the whole weekend for uh, superiority kind of thing. And the very last Splatfest was Chaos versus Order. 
and it pretty much decided the theme for the next game. Right. So okay. Chaos won. And now this game's like set in the post apocalyptic dry Splatlands and all this different stuff. Splatlands, nice. Yeah, in the Metro City Splatsville. <laughs> uh, it just looks it just looks really fun. I really hope they bring over Salmon Run, which is like a Splatoon co-op zombies mode they put in Splatoon 2, which is really salmon good. Salmon Run. Salmon Run. You like kill evil salmon. Um, yeah. <laughs> to, um, be, to be fair, salmon, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a, a, a salmon after it's spawned, like a female, but they, their entire faces morph into this weird hook thing. So I can see them being intimidating zombies. <laughs> They're hideous. Yeah, Salmon Run's awesome. I played so much, so much Salmon Run. So no, looking forward to Splatoon 3 whenever that comes out this year. Uh, a couple more. So the next one I wrote is Starfield, which is a sci-fi sort of space RPG that's being made by Bethesda. It comes out in November. Uh, but I, I don't <laughs> I don't actually want to play it. <laughs> like, I may, but I'm not writing it down to, to cause, because I want to play it. I'm pretty much writing it down because I want to see the reaction from the community when it launches. And whether Bethesda can have a successful return to glory yeah. uh, after some bad decisions and the abysmal launch of Fallout 76. I just want to see if they actually come back swinging. Is that their last release? Well, Most that was their last release from um, the the team that makes Fallout and right. Elder Scrolls. Yeah. And this is being made by that team, like Todd Howard, that dude, yep. the head. Yeah. So, I'm just keen to see, you know, if it- Gets a great response, or if it's a complete disaster again, <laughs> really. Is that an Xbox exclusive? Yep. Yeah. Game, Game Pass Day One. Okay. Yep. Um, like, I'm, don't get me wrong. If, it, if it's get it's a great response, I might give it a whirl. Like, it might be awesome because I like the thought of a space RPG. Does sound fun. Mm. Uh, but I just, I've never been well, both of us, but never really been much fans of Bethesda content. So. It doesn't exactly come straight on my radar, but who knows? Maybe it'll be my game of the year by the end of the year. Yeah. Well, I know Bethesda have made some good games, uh, obviously, like um, like even Fallout 3 and obviously Skyrim everything, but they do very much seem a in the game itself, not as in the number of games they bring out, but the games themselves are almost like a a quantity over quality. Mm. It's just so much. Yeah, suppose so. As soon as they release it, it's like, yeah, here's- 300 hours to play. Like, yeah, that's no, a thing. Much. <laughs> I've only ever finished three Bethesda games. I thought about it while I wrote this. Uh, and I, I, I have started a bunch, played half of a, of a few of them, like Skyrim, I played about half, but I've only ever finished Rage. Oh, of course, Bethesda. Six discs. <laughs> yeah. Four. Like Bethesda um, published it. Yeah. Rage, uh, Fallout New Vegas. Years, years ago, and now Doom Eternal. They're the only three Bethesda games I've ever, I've ever played yeah, <laughs> all right. the way to the finish. So, mm. which with Doom Eternal being the best one. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to Triangle Strategy, a Square Enix game coming out in March uh, for Nintendo Switch. They Square have started this series called the 2D HD series, which uh, started a couple of years ago with Octopath Traveler. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a beautiful, beautiful art style kind of games, but they're like 2D. It's like all 2D uh, sprites on a sort of half 3D plane. I don't yeah. really know how to explain it properly, but it, the angle it comes in sort of on like a 45 degree angle. It just looks like, beautiful. Almost like Pokemon. Yeah, similar so to Pokemon, to but Pokemon. just extreme visual fidelity, mm. whatever. And Triangle Strategy 
it just looks to be it looks to be improving on Octopath Traveler a lot because Octopath is a turn-based RPG, you know, like normal combat RPG, whatever. Mm. And it it had just all these branching paths for the story, and it it just never felt cohesive, like it had a direction. So I feel like most people, including me, just burnt out on it very quickly. For Triangle Strategy, looks it looks like it's improving on that a lot, and uh, with the story, then it also features some turn-based tactic strategy gameplay, not like not just normal battles. It's like a strategy game. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, instead of that, so I think that's something I would prefer overall as a just as a combat scenario. So it just looks good mm-hmm. in March. And lastly, I wanted to leave it to last because obviously it's going to be the biggest launch of the year. And that is the sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Of course, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's it's not very it's not a very common occurrence actually that Nintendo make a direct follow-up to a Zelda game. Like they're normally individual games that come out. So it's kind of a big deal or like a, at least a unique situation that they're making a direct sequel to a game where the story flows. It does. Okay. It's not. That's never. The only other time that's happened that I know of is um, Majora's Mask after Ocarina of Time. I don't know if that's happened ever otherwise. <laughs> mm. So, it's it's unique. There's so much lore that they can expand on from Breath of the Wild. Um, and I'm just so excited to get in there, take my time, find every little secret possible on what will likely be the biggest gaming map of all time, to be honest. It's going to yeah. be huge. Yeah, possibly. And that includes islands in the sky from oh. the trailers. Like it's all it's all the ground. There's freaking floating islands everywhere. You just go all over the place. It's going to be huge. And some of the new mechanics look interesting as well. Um, there's a like the sky traversal falling from so, so high. There's a time bending mechanic that is a bit un- unexplained right now from the trailer where some rocks fell. At Link, and he like reversed time and pushed the rocks back with some sort of time mechanic and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm just keen to, so keen to get in there. I just want to know what the game's even called. <laughs> like, yeah, I just want to know what the hell the name of the game is. Like, it launches this year. We, it's still just called the sequel to Breath of the Wild. We don't even know the name. Yeah, it's just gonna be so good. Um, I think since the since they announced that the game was coming out, which was a couple of years ago now, actually, probably like 2019, they they said they'll doing it, which which was bizarre, bizarrely early mm. to say it. Um, I've kind of just been happy for them to take their time and, you know, we can just have it when it's ready. But I think now because they confirmed it as the 2022 game last year and now that we're actually in 2022, I can really feel that childlike excitement brewing again. It's like the, it's actually the year now. Yeah. Now it's... I don't want to wait anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That's good because that's uh, that's a feeling we rarely get as much as we used to. Where yeah, we, where we just oh, oh yeah, I, I don't know how often do, does a your favorite game series release a game? Because our favorite game series are traditionally the ones that don't just release a game a year. Mm. So yeah, uh, I was, that's exactly like pretty much what I was going to say. I was going to say it's it's quite rare a rare occurrence to feel that way mm. about a game. And, like, that's probably only happened to me less than a handful of times in the last five years mm. since Breath of the Wild launched. Yeah. And, like, I, I remember how it felt the weeks leading up to the launch of the Switch and Breath of the Wild. And I imagine the feeling will be similar. 
But let's just hope that they don't go the whole multiplayer shooter style where they go, oh, we'll just release it and maybe we'll patch it. <laughs> Here's the beta of the story. No uh, and then we'll just phase into the actual game again and it's not the beta anymore. <laughs> that whole no thing way. with Halo just burnt me. No way. Yeah. They won't do that. Yeah. No, they won't no. do that. They didn't well, even put that thought into existence. Hey, God of yeah. Well, God of War and Breath of the Wild sequel. It's a big that year. Could be all we need. It's a big year. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's well, very, technically, it's, if, so like, you could probably play those two for the whole year and you'd be satisfied. You would. I, <laughs> I um, I, and that's a, and that's something I'd, I like. I listed all the games I'm you know looking forward to or excited, and obviously I won't play them all. Yeah. Uh, but I really, I'm really looking forward looking forward to this opportunity where we've got. Uh, uh, and I know, yeah, so Spider-Man 2 is the, the following year. Uh, but we've got like, so PlayStation 5, we've got Forbidden um, Horizon, Forbidden West. We've also got Elden Ring, obviously, but also God of War Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. So like you can just focus on just enjoying like one game for two or three months at a time. Yeah. Like we, you know, would have when you were kids and everything. Just focus on the thing. Just play the living crap out of it. And just get every moment out of it mm. rather than being like, oh, okay, I'm going to play God of War. Then I'm going to jump across to this one to try to finish that in between breaks of playing God of War. It's like this might be the year where we get to sort of reset our uh, commitment to, you know, less is more sort of thing. Yeah. So it's um, it's really yeah, it's really exciting. I, I do hope at least between us and our mates, we all get to get a lot of time. Even You know, say if I don't get a heap of time in Elden Ring, you guys get a lot of time in it. Hmm. Then others don't play God of War. I might be able to play God of War as a whole, and then together we can all we'll all be able to like have good a good balanced uh, yeah for sure commitment to the whole. Well, there's games already that we spoke of that I know you'll play and I won't, and I'll play and you won't. Mm. Like Horizon Forbidden West, you're you're going to jump into. That's not something I'm going to jump into straight away or anything. So I'm keen to hear your thoughts. Mm. My, my only nightmare, <laughs> the only <laughs> nightmare scenario is that. Uh, God of War and the sequel to Breath of the Wild launch in the same month or something. Oh, <laughs> then I'll have to choose. I choose Zelda. But yeah, 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 it would it would hurt. <laughs> that would hurt big time. That'd be awful. Yeah. Well, what are some other games you are looking to play in twenty twenty two? Is there anything from the backlog or just generally you just want to have a have a whirl at this year? Uh, well, I do want to. As of last week, um, I, I I am. I think enticed to play the Ghost of Tsushima and PS5 version. Director's Cut. Director's Cut mm. is the one. Yeah, so I, wanna, I reckon I want to give that a go because a really charming game, really just nice and cruisy, but it was the story I think for both of us uh, where we probably didn't get far enough into it to really buy in anyway, but mm. it was just sort of a bit, uh, just a bit light and non-impactful. I don't know. It just uh, it wasn't it wasn't a whole lot going on early, so... Uh, and I think no. at, at the time I was, you'd lent me a couple of other games. I can't remember. Um, and I was trying to play a couple of games. So I'd like to give another crack at, have another crack of giving my time to it because just, uh, just the visuals of the game and the Japanese countryside, um, and just even the, uh, the, the themes of the game are like really beautiful. Like they look amazing and just, and it feels great. And the combat's awesome. Yeah. Uh, really fun. Uh, but, but yeah, for whatever reasons, um, we just didn't quite, just didn't quite hit us right. Yeah. Well, like I bought that game on the day it came out. I was just 
I, I watched trailers. I just got excited. And I, I actually, ca- it came out the same day as Paper Mario, the Origami King, right? And I remember I bought both that day. And I had a little go at Tsushima. And then I played Paper Mario all the way through. And then I came back to the Ghost of Tsushima a bit later. And I found myself very quickly just riding around on my horse enjoying the visuals and the landscape and just going and liberating dojos or, and all that or whatever and just I'd never do any of the story like I would just ride around mm. do all of the the subquests I would get go and find all the foxes and all the all this and that you know and then eventually I just got burned out doing that and I just didn't want to I just couldn't be bothered getting involved back in the story after however many missions I did that didn't gr- grip me at all I don't know what or why I really don't know what it was about it, but I just fell out of the story within a couple of hours. Yeah. I have no idea. So, good luck having another go. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Mm. Fingers crossed. Uh, otherwise, uh, Until Dawn. Want to play that together? Oh, uh, yeah, we Finally. should. I didn't write that. Yeah, we should. I did have to uninstall it the other day just to make room uh, for another game, but I can get it back on anytime. Um, <laughs> cool. I do want to play after playing It Takes Two. I... Um, I do want to go back and play Brothers Tale of Two Sons by Hazelight, Hazelight Studios, mm-hmm. Hazelight Games. Studios. Studios. Uh, because I know that was one of their earliest acclaimed games, uh, which is, uh, again, I'm not totally sure, but saying, you know, Two Sons and then It Takes Two, I imagine it's another sort of co-op-y game. Yeah. But I think you can play it single player. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. don't know. Yeah, so... But I, I do remember hearing about it having some really heavy themes in it, but really like really great messaging. So I'm just just keen to give it a go because obviously, from it takes two, how fun, uh, just how fun and uh, I don't know, the the variety in that game was just incredible with the gameplay. Mm. Like uh, even that, like you know, the last section of the game, it's all musical music based. It's just it's just super cool. So I'm just yeah, keen to see how, great. yeah how they go on a. Game of the Year Rumbly winner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and and just, um, yeah, I'm just keen to see how they do it. Maybe Brothers is a, a toned down version of that. And I can't imagine anything there. being as exciting as It Takes Two. <laughs> no, I, I can't either. That, that, and that's why it won because we were just, we, we were totally taken aback by how much they'd put into it. Because we mm. remember when we started it, the, the human characters were like, oh, looks, the animation's a bit Yeah, cruddy. I know. We'll they look so happens. funky. And then all of a sudden we were just like, Playing all these random mini games, uh, which you <laughs> smashed me in. Uh, yeah, and then also, um, and yeah, just the random. Uh, there, there was like a. Um, you remember you fought the squirrel on top of the parachute, <laughs> yeah, uh, in in like a uh, a side 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 on fighting game style. Yeah, it was you like a street fighter yeah, fight, like street fighter. Yeah, and it was just oh yeah, and you you were off doing something else. No, I was trying to steer the plane. Yeah, they were flying on, and it was just oh, and we were fighting on the. Yeah, you were on top oh, of it. Oh, how good. Yeah, yeah, I, just, um, I forgot about that. That was great. Yeah, it just, <laughs> just so much variety. So I I just yeah. think that, you know, this this year I've I've got to we've got to me, if not both of us, have got to give a bit uh Hazelight Studios a bit more time. Hmm. Because they clearly know what they're doing. And based on the amount of games we mentioned before in for twenty twenty two, we'll definitely fit it in. Uh yep, fit it in. <laughs> um, we'll just um skip God of War. <laughs> yeah, easily. Um I mean, it could be the year I finally finish Breath of the Wild. That'd be nice. I will. It'll be this year or never. Mm. So it'll happen. 
And I'd like it back at some point. So I thought I I'd gave it back to you. Just run around. I thought I gave it back to you. No. You have that Mario All-Stars and my Game Boy Advance just sitting around getting collecting dust, mate. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's it's the dust of love. Yeah, good. <laughs> uh, and also I would <laughs> I would really love to in some to I don't know if it's a full game or just bits and pieces, but I would really love to revisit both Ori games. I'd yeah, l- I'd like to play through them again. Um, yeah, I'll, every year for I wouldn't mind. Life. I wouldn't mind doing that as well. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, well, yeah. So, what? You got any backlog you're trying to get through? This yeah. Year or? Well, I de- <laughs> I definitely have a backlog. <laughs> I don't want to bring it up right now. <laughs> backlog exists. Yeah. It's it's a long one. No, your hair just your hair just like uh, went grey. <laughs> thinking about it. Yeah. I, I wrote a few games down here. I'd like to get to. It's. Uh, Two of them are from my actual backlog. Two of them are new games I want to try. Well, not new as in didn't launch recently. Uh, so, the first one is Chrono Trigger, which, yeah, I mentioned earlier when talking about Sea of Stars, it's a very classic RPG from the Super Nintendo, uh, which gets constant praise as uh, mm. one of or if not the best RPG ever. Well, I can't believe it was from Super Nintendo. I thought it must have been a recent game because my whole life I've been hearing, obviously my whole life, um, so obviously it's an old game, but I've been hearing about it forever. I'm like, oh, there must be so many Chrono Trigger games just coming out all the time. Everyone's always talking about them. No. Turns out this is one. This is one, yeah. The legacy of this one game is so strong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm keen to try that. I actually bought it on Steam uh, about a month ago. It was like eight bucks, something like that. And uh, yeah, I'm getting a new computer this week, so I'll install it and might get to it sometime this year. Uh, I'm finishing Donkey Kong 64 this year. That's it. Don't want to talk about it any more than that, but I'm going to do it. Well, you're going to have to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, I will. But I'm finishing it this year. I played it the other week, actually. <laughs> I had a really good spell on it playing on, on the CRT. I feel more inclined to play, turn it on on there than I ever have. Yeah. It still sucks. Don't get me wrong. It is <laughs> the worst game ever made. <laughs> but I'm going to finish it finally. And I don't know. I, I actually might even... Um, smash the cartridge with a hammer when it's done. Uh, I'm, I'm going to play Earthbound or at least give Earthbound a go, which I don't know if you've heard of Earthbound, but that's a similar, it's in the similar vein of Chrono Trigger. It's a, it's, there's, it's a, the one game Earthbound from the Super Nintendo that's very uh, loved. It's probably a lot more of a niche following than Chrono Trigger, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, it is a, an RPG sort of a bit more open world RPG where you play as these like kids and through this town and that. I really like the, the uh, art style then the sort of camera angle in that game. It's, I don't know, it's always, uh, if I've ever seen a picture of it, it's always intrigued me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I'm just keen to, I'm just keen to just try it at least. Yeah, I'm going to play it on my 3DS. And the last one I wrote is uh, I owe it to you. To the game, uh, the franchise, and I owe it to you to play it. Oh. And that is the uh, Titanfall 2 campaign. Oh. Which I want to play sometime during 2022. Finally, I should play it. I love Titanfall. I've just never even started that campaign. Yeah. You you owe, you owe, you owe uh, Respawn Entertainment hmm. that. But I thought you were going to say Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, I think that ship sailed. <laughs> And that's not a pun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that ship sailed. Although I do have Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag installed on my Xbox Series X. That's the one. I may <clears throat> give it a whirl at some I'm point. I think i that more. I may give it a whirl at some point. But, you know, the, the releases, I don't know. We'll see. 
We'll see. Well, before we get to some of our predictions for the year of 2022 to end the episode, we just wanted to quickly run through what's going on in the MCU this year because we love the MCU. We do little episodes on them every time and there's a bunch releasing this year. So, in May, we've got Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which is going to be a ripper coming off Spider-Man. In July, we've got Thor Love and Thunder. Two months later, oh. we'll probably see Doctor Strange twice and then Thor will be out. And we'll see that three times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've got Black Panther Wakanda Forever in November, assuming that makes the date. IGN's most anticipated film of the year. <laughs> oh, IGN. We've got a slew of uh, Disney Plus shows. As well. So, we've got Moon Knight yep, coming out this year, yep. uh, being played by Oscar Isaac of, uh, yeah, of Star Wars Poe. fame. And also June fame now. June fame, yep. We've got She-Hulk coming out, which I actually am excited for that because it'll have it's going to have Bruce in it um, with Mark Ruffalo and stuff. So, okay. I'm excited to see him on, the, on a TV show. Well, I believe the She-Hulk character, she's a lawyer, I believe. So, who knows? Yes, a who lawyer. Knows? Who might make a cameo? Whose Will? field involves superhero-related cases. Where's, where's Mac? Exactly. <laughs> uh, Tim Roth's also returning as the Abomination in that as well. So, thank God for yeah. that. Uh, and actually, very soon, we've got Miss Marvel coming out to Disney Plus as well. Camilla Khan. Yeah, so that'll be cool, I suppose. I think that will that might even feature... Um, Brie Larson was Captain Marvel in it at some point as well because they're making a movie. I think it might come out in 2023. There's a movie coming out called The Marvels with the two of them, so she might be in the show. It's just always fun to see some of the big screen characters enter enter your TV show, you know, Mm. like in your living room. It it feels like an event. uh, And now we're almost at the point where um, where the MCU is so expansive that- it just all feels natural. Like mm. we, I think we mentioned uh, in Spider-Man Homecoming, remember Tony Stark rocks up? Yeah. And we were like, oh, oh my God. Like, are they even, yeah, because he's like, oh, if you were actually here, you'd care because he'd sent just an empty suit. Oh, a that was times. great. And then he actually came out. And we're like, oh my God, it's a it's a cameo from another character. Yeah. You know, like, and now it's literally every movie and every show has <laughs> like every character and it's not, they don't even cheap out on them. It's no. not like a, a shock factor. It's literally there to progress the plot. Yep. Um, and it's um, for Matt. Yeah, <laughs> two minutes on the screen. <laughs> and we, um, and we, I don't know. It's just Marvel is just they've achieved what they set out to achieve in in, yeah. in, in that sort of feeling. Like it's just a, such a a well glued together piece. Yeah, and there's nothing better than hearing that Marvel intro theme oh. in your living room every, every episode. Time. Except, except when you except, go to see the movie. Except when you see Spider-Man. And they just don't have it. Oh, it stings. Ugh. And there's one more, uh, which is slated for late 2022, and that is the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Yeah. Which is going to come out this year as well. So, is that, a full, is that a fully-fledged film? Or like uh, a bit I, of a Disney Plus special? It's a Disney Plus special. Okay. So, who knows how long it'll be, but- That'll be fun. Who knows how long the credits will be? Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe 13 minute credits. Yeah. So that's all the MCU this year. I've got to say, I'm 
right now I'm I'm just I'm just excited for Doctor Strange. I think that's where my head's at. It's just I just want to see that. That's that's all I'm thinking about right now. Thor mm. is probably the big one. Yeah, I'd say of the year. But the show is going to be great. I am looking She-Hulk. I think that's going to be good. Mm. And Moon Knight. I don't know a lot about the character, and I, I've always seen pictures of him online from his comic books, and he looks really cool. So yeah, yeah. He's, he's a bit of a Batman style mm. character, but who kills? I think mm. he's very violent. Technically, uh, there is also uh, I just remembered Morbius. Yes, coming out soon, which is Sony film. Um, but it's it's like the Sony side universe, but it does have. But it's got Adrian Adrian Tombs in it, so Michael Keaton. Slash so that makes yeah. it technically like canon. It's correct? canon, yeah. yeah. It's just their weird little thing they're doing. Everything's canon now. The friggin' Sammy Raimi Spider Man trilogy is canon. Who yeah. knows? But to be fair, the Sony little universe they're doing is better than the DC universe. Sure. <laughs> when are we going to read out the DC EU uh, lineup? When we know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They probably have it when, they, when like, they decide on uh, it. We're going to do a Batman and then also the Batman. And then we'll say <laughs> uh, Batman Bruce. Mm. <laughs> Who knows? And then Batman 2. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm most excited. I, I do I do love, though, that Doctor Strange is coming out, which is uh, yeah, touted to be a bit of a horror flick and based on its connection to the What If series. Episode mm. four, I can see how it's going to be horror. Yeah. It's going to be dark as hell. <laughs> but then that is like almost uh, juxtaposed by Thor, uh, Love and Thunder. And it, I think it's just going to be the perfect coupling. And the best thing about Thor is that it's going to have the Guardians of the Galaxy in it as yes. well. Yes. <laughs> like it's, it's just- um, I reckon they'll be in it for like 10 minutes to the start. I reckon he'll return, to, return somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy, but with- that's still great. Oh, it'll yeah. it'll just if if they nail the intro, if they get the intro anywhere near Ragnarok's start, where it's just funny from yep. the start, it'll just be the best. Because that 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 intro scene from Thor Ragnarok, where he's spinning on the chain, mm. he's talking to Surtur, and he keeps telling him to shout, like, "Hang on a second. <laughs> yeah, and it, it it literally changed how we like Thor straight away. Mm. It wasn't even a growth into this funny character. Yeah, it literally changed the complexion. Of his entire, oh, his projection basically, like yep. where he was going, where we knew he was going, just yeah, changed straight away. So, Taika Waititi, can't wait. And the at the time of Thor Ragnarok, I was so bummed out when they cut his hair off. Yeah, but it actually makes it, it because they did that. Now that his hair's coming back, it makes it ten times better. Mm. Something like that. Yeah, because I I won't go into detail, but I saw a promotional art photo for Thor Love and Thunder with Thor and like a, what he's wearing and stuff. I won't I won't oh. I won't detail. Okay. But his hair looks sick. Yeah. Sick. And it's very long. So oh. I'll just say that. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Anyway, that's the MCU in twenty twenty two. And to finish off the episode, we oh. wanted to go through just a few predictions for twenty twenty two's video game year. Uh and I'll start because I think I've got a few more than you. Yes. My dog Winston just walked in, so he may try to chip in with his own predictions at any point. So At the minute, he's trying to get to my toes. <laughs> yeah. So, my first prediction of the year is that PSVR 2 will launch and no one will be able to buy one, so we'll all just forget about it. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's literally just the cycle of connect and VR. <laughs> yeah. Never ending. They want it to be a thing and it's just not. But because it'll probably, there'll probably just be shortages like everything else. Mm. We'll all just forget anyway. <laughs> Agreed. And honestly, I, I hope that happens. Oh, I don't hope that happens. VR is unhealthy. I love innovation. Mate, VR is going to be so bad for everyone's health. But they announced a Horizon game with the launch with it. Oh, that's good then. You love Horizon. You're playing for <laughs> Forbidden West. What's your prediction? My oh, – is that your only prediction? No, no. What's your first prediction? All Sorry. Right. Sorry. <laughs> my, my first prediction is that PlayStation 5 will win the year. Right. Well, based off the um, lineup of games at this point in time, you would expect it to, yes? You'd expect it Unless to. Unless Breath of the Wild is just like – this stands on its own kind of thing or something. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just the sort of vacuum of, uh, you know, exclusive releases that was towards the back end of 2021 that just means that it's just due for a big one. Yeah. Because it wasn't a bad... We've spoken about it in the final episode, uh, the Rumbly Awards. Yeah. It was a big... Uh, like, we gave that... Um, oh, we won't, tell you who, we won't tell you who won the award for best console of the year. I won't tell you that. Well, we did already say he won the bloody game of the year before, so. <laughs> yes, but that was all over social media. <laughs> yeah. But no, so I just think um, I just think it's true. Yeah, it's just true for a big one because yeah. um, it didn't have a bad year. It was just a little bit. It was just very slow and understated. Yeah. I'd say at our 2022 Rumblies, the console of the year award will likely come down to PlayStation and Switch, yeah. which... Uh, oh, don't worry. We won't reveal who won the last one, will we? <laughs> All right, my next prediction is uh, sort of sort of relates to that. Xbox will have next to nothing. Uh, <laughs> Only Starfield, and maybe one other exclusive game, potentially the Perfect Dark game being made by the Initiative. What's a world where there's not in you know uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, alternating years of a Gears of War and Halo game. What are well, they doing? Yeah, but like I just I th- when I was writing this, I thought about Xbox and I th- was like, well, what do I even say about them? Because I, with Halo and Forza launching right next to each other, and they had such a big strong ending. What the hell do they do? What do they do now? Yeah, <laughs> like obviously Gears maybe in the wings, but Starfield's their biggest launch of the year at this point, and the only reason that's their launch is because they bought the company that makes it. Yeah, well, so I don't know. I'm honestly a Gears of War game like Gears 6 not Gears of War 6 just Gears 6 the of <laughs> it'll Wars. just be Gear 6 it will be G6 like, G6. like a G6 yeah, yeah. I think the um, <laughs> I reckon if they announce that even at E3 which actually I did want to mention earlier has just been announced in the last couple of days that E3 Expo 2022 will be a digital event again an online event and at this point I don't even know why the companies bother associating themselves with like E3 like, like Xbox or Nintendo. It's like you might as well just do your own thing whenever it suits you. <laughs> like yep. You don't have to do it at that time. Like, totally. It's yeah. just good for um, – it'd just be good for the game studios. Yeah, because like Sony doesn't do it anymore. No. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I think uh, – um, I can't can't remember my point. Well, You were saying Gear 6 might get revealed at yes, E3. thank you. So, it's yeah. Well, at that t- t- time of year, I can – ex- there'll be an expo or an event where Gears is announced, but it'll be for – 2023 likely well i don't want it to be this year no <laughs> there's no. enough to play already and we we want to put time into gears you know i want to see how late uh in the xbox one's life they can put 
Gears Six on, <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. want to try to. Blast. You know they will. Oh, and I'm my Gears Five could barely. Xbox One could barely handle Gears 5. I want to see it on Gears 6. It's going to be amazing. I'm afraid. Yeah. I'm afraid. What's your next one? So, my second second and final prediction. I'm not a big, I'm not big on Nostradamus type vibes. Mm -hmm. Uh, I dwell on the past, Will. I never look forward. (laughs) I only did because you asked me to. That's why you keep bringing up Richmond's premierships. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that AAA titles will actually be second second fiddle to uh, titles from smaller devs. And that's a weird thing to say because there's so many big AAA titles coming out. Mm. <laughs> but I do think in terms of, I just I have a feeling that just going on from like, and I, I, I guess I'm also mean as in what gets the you know, awards and all that again, because there's just a trend where it's just like, um, all of these smaller games, and I don't know—is is it takes two triple uh, A or is it a no? Good, no. I'm correct. Good. Um, I just think that the, and I don't mean like quite like indie indie studios, uh, but just the just these smaller studios that they're still owned by the big companies, really. Mm. Um, but they're just all these all these little games that are just so focused on charm and character. Um, they just they're just becoming more and more prominent. I just think um, I'm really excited to see what comes out that we might not even heard of yet. Um, yeah, so I think oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's what's scary about the year. Yeah, we, we just listed all those great games we kind of want to play if we get the time. <laughs> what about the stuff that's not even announced? Yeah, but you know, will come out this year. Like, mm. So I think yeah. So I just think in that way, like I, yeah, there's so many AAA titles. It's very hard, and it's probably very irresponsible of me to say that they'll play second fiddle. But I, I just I think that the the those smaller games um, from smaller studios will. Be there for the fight. Mm. More it's a nice than, prediction. More than ever. Yeah. We'll revisit them at the end of the year. Uh, I'll just forget this one because <laughs> maybe incorrect. I'll save your uh, word doc. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I've got a few more predictions. So, a couple about Nintendo. Nintendo will make a new 2D Mario game to come out alongside the Mario movie to many groans. <laughs> Nobody wants that. <laughs> yeah. Everyone just wants. Another Odyssey or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants a 2D Mario game. Uh, Nintendo will launch Splatoon 3 alongside a newly reimagined online infrastructure for Nintendo Switch, including system party chat and messaging. Blockchain and NFTs. <laughs> Don't know what that means, but it's everywhere. Mm. I hope that one comes true the most of all yeah. the ones on here. Yeah, yeah. And this is my final prediction of the year. The Rumble Pack will end after we come to blows trying to decide our Game of the Year Rumbly after what will be one of the hardest years for the category of all time. Can we just... <laughs> can we, we can at least just... Maybe we can just say uh, we'll go with something with Ragnarok in the title <laughs> and we can play it safe. Because I, I, I imagine this December when we're trying to figure out oh. what our Game of the Year Rumbly goes to. It's going to be an actual talk this year, bro, because last year it was just like, yeah, It Takes Two was the best. And we even share that game together, you know. But this this year is going to be tough. Oh, our top 50 games of 2022 is going to be hard <laughs> to settle on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's all my predictions. Well, that's that's the year that it'll be. Everybody, you heard it here first. Yeah. So, don't listen to anyone else trying to tell you what's going on this year. We got it. We got it. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so, well, I'm going to hit you with a burning question. First of the year. Duh. Didn't. Don't know if I'm ready this early. No. Early Jan. Jeez. Now, Will, I'm going to read some games to you. Just some titles out. And I'm not, I'm not telling you what's connecting them all. You could work it out. Who knows? <laughs> okay. Uh, so, we've got Dishonored, Borderlands 2, Mass Effect 3, Far Cry 3, Journey, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 2, Diablo 3, actually, uh, Assassin's Creed 3. <laughs> so many threes. Uh, the is Walking the, Dead, is Telltale, the- Telltale Games, <laughs> Darksiders 2. Uh, what else? Uh, what else is there? Darkness Two, Spec Ops: The Line, Halo Four, Hotline Miami, one of your favourites. <laughs> Max Payne Three, I love that game. And we also let's just finish it off with a Hitman Absolution. Just in without any, just without any follow-up uh, opinions, Will. Do you, do you have any idea what connects those games? <laughs> um, it's okay to say no. I want to know, but well, like, I'll like, tell I, you, I, I'll like, tell I would you. have loved to. I'd love to guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of threes, but it's obviously not the fact that they're the third games because there's there was twos in there and other things. I think. Well, I mean, the first one was Dishonored, so it's definitely yeah. not threes. But uh, does that have something to do with the Rumble Pack? Well, look, we could probably both agree that they're some pretty solid games. Pretty big games. Yeah, yeah. You talk about the Far Cry's, you talk about... It went up and down. I mean, there was Hotline Miami and then there was Far Cry 3, Mass Effect 3, yeah. But Mass Effect 3, huge. Big, big... There's a big gap there, but sure. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, nonetheless. So, all of the games I just read, they were released in 2012. Oh, right. That was just some of them. Yeah, okay. 2012. Considering this- 10-year anniversary. Mm. So, considering this, oh 10 my. years on. Ten, oh, my. Yeah, 10 years on. Is the video game industry in as good a place heading into 2022 as it was probably after by the end of 20, 2012 having all those games being released? Um, yeah, definitely. Do you mean like- not because of that. The quality. We're talking about the quality of games, where it was, uh, you know, probably just transitioning into the Xbox One. Uh, just overall, it doesn't have to do to be to do with these games, mm. but I was hoping the the magnitude. The, these are big series, a lot of big series here, and talking yeah. about Spec Ops: The Line. That's a, obviously a sleeper hit we've spoken about. It's just, what do you? How do you feel about the video game industry now compared to ten years ago? Yeah, I mean. I think if you look at those, if you think about that list of games, it's very, there's a lot of variety. It's very varied in terms of the genres present in in like, you know, say if they're the greatest games to come out in that year or something, there's a lot of variety there. I think there's a lot of repeat styling in video games today because of some things have worked so well. Something like The Last of Us, which wasn't even released at the time of this list, come out a year later, you know, that that third-person action adventure is just so ground, ingrained in Sony's 
game style now. Mm. So, like, you get, you know, now you get the God of War coming out and not that God of War is not fantastic, but it is also a third-person action mm. adventure game, you know. And looking at Fol- that- it, li- follow- it followed a trend. Yeah. It's, you know, like, because God of War wasn't like that before. Mm. So, I think now there's just a lot more following- that a lot of they follow the big ones because even there's lots of games that are very inspired by the way the things that Breath of the Wild brought to the table. There, there would be games inspired by God of War. I don't know. I think technically the games now, if you pick out the great ones, are probably greater. Mm. Not only because, well, mainly because of the the systems that they play on are so powerful that they can develop them to be so realistic. And they're also much bigger in scope because of that as well. Mm. But if in terms of variety, I'd say maybe there was more variety back then. Yeah. For different types of games. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's a really, really burning question to start off the year. Yeah. Well, look, honestly, I, I think if 2022, and it looks like it will, comes close to those, that sort of release. I, like I think there's a fewer of bet higher quality coming out this year, whereas that was a lot of still very good games mm. uh, and very well-known series like yep. very well-known series that some of them aren't even releasing anymore mm. uh, but I think uh, but- I think there's there's a lot more if you look at that list none of them are big indie games or big uh, you know non-triple they're all triple A mega series basically yeah so it's just very interesting how um, how this sort of, it looks quite different this year as it did to mm. that 10 years ago well, think about the some of the games we mentioned that come out this year that are all similar in style. You mm. got God of War, Horizon Forbidden West, Hogwarts Legacy, um, Gotham Knights, uh, Bayonetta 3, Breath of the Wild. The, like the list would go on more. They're all they're all third third person 3D action games. You know, mm. I feel like the, the the year will be so flooded with the same. The same kind of setup, which yeah. is not bad because they're all going to be great. Mm. But it was, I suppose, it was nice last year to see something like Forza Horizon Five get a lot of claim, mm. uh, acclaim because it was just not your traditional game in twenty twenty one. I suppose, mm. yeah. But hey, two thousand twelve, not not a bad year. No, not a bad year. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's just very, it's very interesting to sort of just to look back and see it was released in certain years because yeah. We know 2013 was big with Bioshock Infinite and Last of Us coming out as mm. well, um, but uh, but yeah, but even then, uh, I think it back about 10 years ago, that was just getting into a maybe three or four year period of pure like multiplayer game focus. Mm. Uh, so I think again, talking about these big games that are coming out this year, even if they are all action games, the quality of the single player experiences, which were We've, we've touched on it a few times, but uh, that it just it's really great to see single player being the way. Yeah. Funnily enough, in 2012, my because I wrote down all my like games of the year from like 2008 or something like that a, a while ago, just to just to have a record. Like this is what I would have picked, you know. And 2012, the game I would have picked was The Walking Dead, and I can't even. If I hadn't played that game, I, I almost can't even imagine myself playing a game like that now <laughs> where it's all, it's like um, 
almost like a point and click adventure. Yeah, that whole game. It just seems it, it just seems so different to the games that release now. Uh, well, actually, and yeah, and by reading through all those games, I had forgotten about The Walking Dead by the time I got to the end of the list. But mm. that was probably your favorite game from that year. Yeah, that's what I just said. Like, sorry, that was, sorry. That's yep. what I would have given like the game of the year of that year. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think uh, and Hotline Miami was another one you loved. Yeah, Hotline Miami was was really good. Mm. Hotline Miami was kind of my first, almost first indie ish game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I never played something like that before, and that was my first first go at that. And now play tons of indies, mm. so I can can thank it for it. Yeah, and I do I I do think you owe uh, Walking Dead a lot in your appreciation of writing games too. Mm. Because I still haven't I still haven't played it. Yeah. No, it's a brilliant brilliant game. I know that changed you. Yeah. So. Yeah. Emotional. Mm. Well, great burning question to start of the year. I hardly could hardly get a word out. It was almost a double burning question because I had to figure out what all the games meant <laughs> to each other and then the real question. That's super hot. <laughs> but thank you everyone for listening and welcome to 2022 of yeah. the Rumble Pack. Yeah. And all those bloody games that we're all going to play and try to play, whatever. Uh, look forward to... Yeah, back to our normal uh, normal episodes next week mm-hmm. with uh, Rayman, Rayman Legend. Legends and Origins coming out next next week. Uh, and then we'll be back at it leading up to the next mega episode, episode 40. And we're going to look to do a few more indie Rumble Games uh, episodes this year, get around the indies a bit more, bunch of MCU episodes, mm-hmm. plenty of stuff coming out on the Rumble Pack in 2022 yep can't wait to get involved because we're gonna have so many thoughts to share <laughs> and uh we have a big back catalogue of thoughts to share yes oh we- i've been building up all summer yeah yeah mm. just all our thoughts on the whole world as we know it yeah mm. oh yeah let's let's have a um do you have an omicron episode <laughs> <laughs> and we killed the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Righto, well, see you next week. Thanks for listening. We love you. <laughs> <laughs>